human thought, all science, all religion, is the holding of a candle. Philosopher writes about Are we human because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at them because we are human? Point the tree. Do the stars were right back, they could plunge our world in questions. Sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today, we will be playing session three of Loki's Gift from Calls of Cthulhu, written by Chris Lackey, Mike Mason and Friends, and published by Chaosium. Who are you all playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Dr. Ephraim Glifford, and I am every temperature at once right now. <laughs> Jason. I'm playing Gabriella Halsey, and hopefully I'm going to be introducing this artist collective to a whole new medium. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Noxicals. I am playing Francis Avery and I'm feeling so bohemian like you. <laughs> Lydia. I'm playing Alice Thorne and I'm so impressed by Jason's pun that I can't think of one. And I'm Fedra, your keeper for the day, and I'm excited for you to do an episode's worth of chilling. Ah, huh? because you're gonna go uh, change to uh, chilling worth. Will it be worth it though? All the best puns need to be explained. If you have to explain <laughs> the joke, there is no joke. If they were paying more attention than you, they would have got it. <laughs> Jason, tell us what happened last time. Our session begins with a night at the Gaiety Theatre, or at least once Ephraim and Alice procure an extravagant bunch of flowers to present to the star of the show, Margaret Cornwall. Once the musical is over, the party makes their way to Margaret's dressing room. The doorman lets them pass thanks to Gabriella's charms, but Ephraim becomes the center of attention after the party introduces themselves to Margaret herself. After a few moments of quipping are exchanged, Ephraim tires of Margaret and gets to the point about why the party has visited her dressing room. Margaret opens up about Charles to some extent and mentions that he has frequented a lesser known gentleman's club in Marylebone called the Pacific Club. On the other hand, she is more fruitful about Ernest Chillingworth, whom she introduced to Charles about six weeks ago. She confirms that he is a member of an artistic collective in Soho called The Artist's Mind, and even shows the party one of their pieces, a bright green statuette depicting a woman with a raised hand, with her lower body consisting of long, intertwining appendages. Whilst some are taken aback by its design, Gabriella is fascinated and unflinching. The following morning, the party is split. Ephraim and Francis head to Marylebone to get a foot in the door of the Pacific Club, while Alice and Gabriella go to Soho in order to look into Chillingworth and his artistic colleagues. After some time wasted wandering Soho streets, unable to find any trace of the artist's mind, Alice and Gabriella visit a local art dealer. Taken in by their plight, she offers to obtain an address for them. 
Meanwhile, in the west part of London town, Ephraim gets his moustache in a twist after the manager of the Pacific Club refuses to give in to monetary desires in exchange for information. However, with Francis's change of tact, they do get out of him that Charles was never a member, but merely a guest of the establishment. Instead, he goes to unwind in Whitechapel, including at gambling dens and a local brothel, so the manager has heard. The party then meets for lunch at noon. Where will their plans take them next? So we're at the cafe in Soho. Uh, we didn't um, we, we didn't have a, a great deal of luck at the uh, at the club, um, other than to find out that uh, Charles wasn't a member. Um, but he was overheard uh, talking about gambling and um, possibly attending a, a specific brothel in in Whitechapel. It seems as though he didn't have a very good reputation within the club. It wasn't a, a particularly um, unusual or sort of specialist club or anything. It seemed like a relatively standard gentleman's club, so his behaviour was uh, remarked upon. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing, really. I was hoping we'd learn more. Mm. Whitechapel is bad business. Quite the contrast to Marylebone. Extremely. Uh, what were you able to uh, uncover? Have you uh, located the, uh, the artist collective? I don't know much about art, but I know what I don't like. And it's this strange bohemian stuff. I, I, I just can't get my head around it. Oh, have you, have you seen a piece of artwork by these uh, strange bohemians? Not the specific bohemians we were looking for, but uh, we, we did find an art dealer who we think has given us a lead. She is working on obtaining an address for us for this artist's mind, but we couldn't find any trace of them ourselves. No. Mm. Well, that's a start. When is she going to have this address? Hopefully in about an hour. In the meantime, we do have some addresses we could follow up on. I was rather hoping we could have a spot of lunch, perhaps. <laughs> well, we could do both. We could indeed. Some tea would certainly be welcome. Cracking. Mine's an Earl Grey, Francis. Um, uh, um, yes. Okay. I'll go and order everybody <laughs> tea. <as I'm> <laughs> <laughs> Having been told to do so by Ephraim. I, I will, I'll be happy to help, don't worry. Tom, actually. Uh, uh, you're, you're welcome, of course. Uh, not a problem. <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh. <laughs> I feel mean now. I like Francis too much. Poor boy. He is lovely, isn't he? Yeah, well, I, I think that I think the slight accidental bullying um, <laughs> thing is quite is quite fun, to be honest. It's a chemistry it thing. Yeah. It, is, it definitely is. So. Okay, so I think we have tea, and then... <laughs> I mean, it seems like the options are we get, we've got an address for Chillingworth, haven't we? And we've got an address for what was the other dude's name? Uh, Daniel Ridley. Ridley. You don't have an address for Chillingworth yet. That's the artist's mind, and you're waiting ah, okay. to get that. Oh, Chillingworth. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So we've got an address for Ridley. Indeed. Yeah. I, th I, th I think we're within walking distance of Ridley's. Yeah, it's all within Soho, yeah. right? So surely I mean, we can yeah. just. Yeah. Uh, have our cucumber sandwiches and whatnot. Pick yeah. up this address en route. <laughs> Let's get a cab. There's no sense in walking anywhere. We're minted. Well, it's a couple of hundred feet. <laughs> Let's just walk. 
You're right. Let's just go for a stroll, unless it's you know super rainy. Francis, Francis will give Ephraim a piggyback or something. And if you ask, <laughs> if you asked him to, he blatantly would. He won't even ask. He just like <laughs> just climbs down. <laughs> Climb on. Climb aboard. We may bump into some bohemians on the way. Mm-hmm. We could get really lucky. <laughs> I think perhaps if we are walking, it will be easier than to disappear should we need to. Uh, depending on the uh, the front of the household, it may be worth uh, one or two of us hanging back a little if the others are keen on looking inside or answering the door. A stealth offensive. Interesting strategy. Let's get the lie of the land first and uh, then come up with a plan. That seems sensible. Uh, we should have a plan or an approach, at least. Um, yes. That was sort of a bit of a downfall at the club, really. <laughs> <laughs> I rather think our downfall was that jumped-up, boy little tit of a man. I had to deal with my fair share of his ilk in Afghanistan. Can't stand the bounders. Gabriella awkwardly looks away. How many gentlemen's clubs did you attend in Afghanistan? None. But I knew a quartermaster who was the spitting image of that man. Kept skimming supplies of opium off the top. Hmm. Yes, well... Let's go and see what we can see. So, are you walking or taking a taxi? Let's Surely walk. walking. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's literally, if we got in a cab, we'd look slightly insane, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in about 15.15 minutes, you make it to Daniel Ridley's address. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Did we pick up the, the address for Chillingworth on the way, or is that unrelated? I think we're returning to the um, we're returning for uh, that. gallery owner afterwards, aren't we? And to be fair, Ridley might just give us the address, right? He definitely knows Chillingworth, because yeah. Chillingworth recommended him to finish the, the work. Mm. It's true, we're going to talk to this guy, and he's just going to rattle off the name of the brothel, the uh, address for Chillingworth, like all the clues we've painstakingly spent the morning hunting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the artist's mind, yep. Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm Daniel Ridley, and uh, I have all of the clues. <laughs> That's how he'll introduce himself. <laughs> Ridley's apartment can be found on Noel Street in Soho. A rundown terrace house, Ridley's home is on the upper floor. The front door notes 17A and 17B addresses, suggesting there are two apartments within. So what's our play here? Are we just going to knock and tell him exactly what we're doing and why we're inquiring, or are we going to try, I don't know, some form of subterfuge? It may be prudent for us to do both, in that perhaps two people could, you know, knock on the door, inquire the more open way without the others being seen, just in case then we can easily come back later more anonymously. But how would we do that? I mean, if, if, if we split ourselves in half and we take the direct approach, which I'm not saying is the wrong approach, incidentally, and then two different people turn up and start asking similar questions in a roundabout way, it's probably going to seem quite suspicious, is it not? My dear Francis, I wasn't suggesting that the uh, second group replicate what the first group were doing. No, they are much quieter in their footsteps, if you get my meaning. Oh, 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 really? Only if necessary, of course, but there is something about this place that doesn't feel right to me. Lots of 
cracks in the walls, lots of places for spirits to hide. Do you have that particular skill set? Well, I am a medium, but I cannot work miracles. No, I mean skill set that would allow you to visit, vis- visit, and you'll do the sort of. I don't know, is the inverted <laughs> commas symbol a thing in the 1890s? I don't know. <laughs> it is now. I'll do whatever the 1890s equivalent of that is. Visit. So just to be clear, Gabriella, you're volunteering to break in, if necessary? Is that what you meant? I thought you were talking about projections of the astral body. I've heard of such wonders. Ah, uh, that is a skill I am still working on at this distance. Well, that's a shame. It is a long way away from my usual abode. That would certainly be useful. <laughs> Wouldn't it just? Uh, but but no, I'm afraid uh, it would have to be a full physical approach. But again, only if necessary. It may be, it may be nothing. But precautions with such a terrible... Uh, such a terrible uh, situation that we're in, potentially. Sounds like a lark, but uh, I must admit, even in my misspent youth, I've never broken into anything besides the aforementioned Quartermaster's storehouse. Well? Uh, Left home without my lockpicks, style of thing. When I was a girl, I climbed a lot of buildings. As, as As a pastime. My word, Gabriella. You do have a rebellious streak in you. Francis looks somewhere between excited and horrified. <laughs> it could it could be fun should it lead to such a thing, but hopefully, hopefully it won't. But you can see that she secretly hopes it will. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's hoping the chap's talkative. I mean, we are, are just... You- talking about all this right outside the front door, loudly, just checking. We're, we're, we're shouting it at his window. <laughs> <laughs> With a megaphone. Let's break in a bit later. This is uh, during the, the 15.15 minutes walk, presumably, okay. right? <laughs> we say one thing per 0.1 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It keep track of your rounds. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I can't think of a good ruse, so I I figure we're just asking questions, but seems sensible. I'm not going to be much use in a housebreaking situation. I don't think any of us have any lockpick, right? Well, I'm not so certain of that now. Well, I guess let's try playing it straight and then uh, and then see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do we still need to split the party, or are we all we all going for it on the assumption that we'd need to break in later on anyway? No, I I think we should stay together personally. Hmm. If we're going to try and gain access by subterfuge, then, you know, the fact that we've been seen before isn't going to help protect us or make things any worse. Quite right. Let's hope this chap's a straight shooter. Yeah. Actually, let's let's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, very good. Outdraw. <laughs> right. Is, is there a doorbell? No, the front door... Just, um, if you try to knock on it, it probably opens the door to the building. It's unlocked. Oh. Well, then I suppose we head up the stairs? It leads to an open hallway and a staircase from which both apartments are accessed. You probably know from the letter that it would be 
B, so the one highest up. Speaking of a letter, um, is there any sort of um, mailbox for these apartments? Ooh, I like your thinking. Probably a, a letterbox in the individual doors. Okay. So no sort of downstairs, get your mail here thing that we could quietly raid. Unfortunately not. Boo. <laughs> you go upstairs and you look at the 17B door. Um, and once again, you find that it is unlocked. I say this housebreaking lock is a lot easier than I expected. We should announce ourselves. You can hear discordant piano music as you enter, as you um, stand in front of the unlocked front door. Is it discordant as in badly played or discordant as in well played but weirdly horrible? Would you like to roll a <laughs> some kind of understanding music? Because it's, it's hard to tell. Um, sure. It could either be badly played or very avant-garde. It's difficult. I've got to... 25 in piano. I'll give it a go. Oh, that sounds sensible. I got 20, so yes. Okay, so this is um, someone playing almost music, but in a kind of like frustrated and emotional way. So not quite playing it well, but also not playing not music. Well, he sounds very passionate, emotional. It, it's it's not the usual type of piano music that's played in concerts, is it? I, I think it's more to do with his state of mind. I mean, it's, it's clearly a tune, and I suppose one could dance to it, but uh, he, he <laughs> is a I'm, little hmm, overwhelmed. I'm sorry, I'm not really hearing a tune. It's... It's more of a cacophony. It's very modern, isn't it? Got a niece who plays like that. She does make family reunions a trial. It's very <laughs> modern. Perhaps we should um, knock on the door, get his attention? I'm assuming it's him. Yes. Well, we know that he's a musician. Yes, yes. He's probably, well, hopefully practicing for this Loki's gift. So I guess we'll rap even more loudly and say, uh, Mr. Ridley! Keep hearing the piano. Do we just go in? Seems a bit rude. Mm. Well, it's either that or stay here and have to listen to the whole thing. Yes, I'd rather not. Let that for a game of soldiers. Ephraim's gonna push the door in. <laughs> okay. You enter the house to find yourselves in a living room, camp parlor. Uh, it contains a small upright piano, as well as a desk and a chair, but little else. There are no decorations, and the fabric of the place is in bad repair. A man, uh, a short and portly white man with dark hair, wearing uh, just bedclothes and a robe, um, and clearly not on top form in his hygiene game, uh, is playing the piano continuously and fervently, while staring at a music sheet with scribbled annotations all over it. Is he facing towards us or away from us? Away from you. <laughs> I think, um, I think Gabriella would just clear her throat loudly. Um, you do. He's, he just keeps, keeps playing. playing. 
Yeah. Your throat is cleared. <laughs> you can breathe so well. It's amazing. Make, make a thunder fear roll. <laughs> you you would have no idea how polluted the surroundings were when I'm in London. Um okay, in that case, Gabrielle's going to be a little less subtle. She's going to actually go over to the piano. Uh, presumably there's music he's playing to, right? She is going to just take it off the stand and chuck it on the floor. Oh, no, he does not like that. He's going to, as soon as you approach, he says, no, don't look at my music. And he kind of tries to slap your hand away. Yeah. Does he keep playing with the other hand? (laughs) Yeah, his other hand's still playing. (laughs) Mr. Uh, I guess Gabriella, she'll just try and move her hand away and she's more sort of brandishing the the music now closed and she says mr ridley you weren't answering your door i am busy can't you tell yes but uh now give it give it back i i have work to do wait did you take it no i'm not gonna let you take it you're gonna have to roll to take it okay (laughs) what would you like and that's just one sheet that's not the entire thing he's working on oh it's not convenient sort of like in a in a folder booklet sort of no, thing. It's, it's all clearly these sheets. in progress. No. Uh, um, playing to the stereotypical uh, mm-hmm. chaotic composer. Yeah. Does it all appear to at least be on notation paper or is it on a sort of mixture of mediums? <laughs> Ooh, Bits of tattered bedsheet. A human face. <laughs> <laughs> like still attached to the human or like peeled off? <laughs> peeled off, obviously. No, that is it would have to be iron flat, though. Yeah, it's sheet music. Right, right. Yes, okay. that's true. Uh, whatever the case, hopefully the role is the same. I think it's kind of like a brawl. Mm. It's like a maneuver, isn't it? Okay, 50. Let's go. I'm a strong lady. I am a strong lady. However, I fail. By a lot. Okay. But your hench... He manages to slap your hand away um, and hold on to the music and say, if you come any closer to my music, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I was simply trying to get your attention when you were ignoring us. Well, I have no time to give you attention. Whoever you are, leave now. I am busy. We're here on behalf of Charles. He turns and keeps playing. I have no time for this. Uh, Charles Gladstone? You're going to have to pick a social role if you'd like any more input. I mean, I can try and charm him, but I'm struggling to understand how I would charm him in this yeah, situation, same, really. Same. A charm would have to be a hard. <laughs> yeah. You could flatter him, flatter his music. It's not a bad shout, right? But I mean, uh, I mean, I can give it a go, but a hard charm for me would be 25%, um, which isn't great odds. Does anybody have another social... I mean, does anyone have Intimidate? We could do with a Timor right now. Got uh, forty intimidate. I can be stern at him. I've got a fifty-nine. If we want to get rough, or if we want to go fast talk, I have sixty-five. I could start mentioning other names. Uh, yeah, I would go with fast that. talk would be hard, and intimidate would be normal. I don't think he's. Yeah, he's not really up for listening. He might need to be no. smacked around a little. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My word. Well, he, he did just smack a lady, Ephraim. So maybe you should step in. Mm, that's true. I, I mean, I'm very happy to, unless anyone else wants to try a gentler approach. No, I think I've... I've I say we yeah. go for that. Alice can stand behind you and, and look disapproving as well. 
Okay, <laughs> sounds good. All right, you get lined up in his uh, in his line of sight, uh, and then Ephraim is gonna step up behind him smartly. Man's in some kind of trance. What? Some sort of artistic fever. And he's gonna grab him uh, by the collar and just pull him backwards on the stool, uh, so that his hands disengage from the piano. With the other hand, I'm gonna slam down the uh, cover for the keys. <laughs> And then kiss him. <laughs> then, I, then I dip and kiss him passionately. <laughs> My intention is to slam down the cover loudly, uh, but missing his fingers. If this goes badly... Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't you don't want to fumble it. this. <laughs> Just ruin this livelihood. It's going to be fine. You could have started by talking scarily. Oh, no. Did you fumble? <laughs> Almost. That's a 97, <laughs> but I have over 50, so it's not a fumble. But apparently he's not intimidated. <laughs> you pull him back and he turns at you and just like kind of elbows you in the stomach. <laughs> and Chad's he got some fight in him. reopens the piano and keeps playing. Would you like to try and push it? <laughs> oh God, oh, I shit. don't want... Oh shit. I don't want to break this guy's throw. fingers. Push the um, I... Excuse me, I would like you to leave right now. Uh, I will call the police. You'll have to stop playing piano in order to call the police. So that's our backup strategy. (laughs) Oh, for goodness sake, you silly man, just sit down and listen to us because we're not leaving until we find out what we came to know. We will leave you in peace and you can get back to that magnum opus you're working on but first of all you're going to answer some questions are you pushing the intimidate role i think we should take it away i probably shouldn't have done that should you need I? a hard success <laughs> i really shouldn't have done that okay Ooh. well a hard success it would be i'm looking for a 20. i got 57 which would be a fail oh. either way oh. Oh, Oops. the man gets red in the face gets up slams the piano turns at you and with wide eyes starts aggressively ushering you outside. Dope. And if you if you don't leave my house right now, I will call the police. You're breaking and entering. I didn't invite you and I'm busy. The door was unlocked. We weren't breaking or entering anything. N- next time, answer the door when we knock. We're just muttering to ourselves. You're just as muttering he as he kicks you out and then the door <laughs> slams really loudly behind you. When um, when we're when we're further enough away from the door, Gabrielle is just going to dust herself down and say, "Well, breaking in it is." <laughs> um, I mean that was extraordinary. The man looked like he hadn't washed in, oh, possibly weeks. He seemed obsessed. Fellow doesn't look like he's likely to nod off anytime soon either. I, I can't picture that we're going to be able to to find an opportunity anytime soon when he's not in there. He's clearly not going to listen to good sense. I don't think the man's terribly right. And Francis will sort of, you know, like look at look at people's heads. Question. There are two apartments. Who is his neighbour? Are they as freaked out as we are about his behaviour? Good question. Certainly they'll be able to hear this all day, right? Well, yeah. We we could ask them something about his comings and goings and his behaviour. Mm. So, can I get a listen roll, please, from everyone who'd like to? Well, I can try. Ooh, 
22 under 30. Oh, that's a fumble from me. No, I've just failed. I got a fail. You hear a door downstairs open and maybe a couple of steps going up the stairs. That might be one of the neighbors now. I'd like to look over the, uh, can I look over the railing and see anyone coming up? Yeah, you see two um, very large and intimidating men walk up the stairs. Oh, towards us? Yeah. Oh. Are they armed or anything or just... Uh, Not that you can see. Smartly dressed or like like criminal element, bailiffs or... They, they look like they have street smarts. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, He's hmm. got the boys in. The boys are back in town. No, someone has sent them to here, not him. They come upstairs and they look at you and they say, We are concerned neighbours and, uh, well, we've had some commotion. Uh, I don't believe uh, anyone here invited you, so uh, if you could kindly please leave this apartment, that uh, would make my friend Cecil here very happy. Wouldn't it, Cecil? Yes, sir. <laughs> I think uh-huh. Fra- Francis would say, "Oh, yes! What a commotion has been! I, I'm, 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 I'm terribly sorry. Um, we're trying to talk to uh, to, uh, to Mr. Ridley, um, but it seems as though he's uh, well. It seems as though he's a trifle um, unwell. Man's uh, mad. Can't get a sensible word out of him. W- well, that's one way of putting it, Ephraim. Yes. Um, are, are you?" always in? Are you the neighbours downstairs? Because we're a bit concerned about him. Ah, there's there's no need to be concerned for anyone but uh, anyone trying to disturb Mr. Ridley, of course. If you get his drift, yeah, if you get my drift. (laughs) I love Cecil. (laughs) We we do get your drift, Cecil. We've got the wrong house. I thought so. After you. Uh, Gabriella's got one of her hands in one of her many flowing layers uh, and sort of holding onto her cat gloves just in case things get ugly, but she's trying to hint with her eyes at the others that we need to leave. I see. Well, I do hope that Mr. Ridley is okay. And, um, yeah, I guess I'll sort of walk out a bit awkwardly they uh wait until you're out the door wave you goodbye and shut the door behind you bit bizarre there those two ruffians didn't look like artist managers fellow artists of course they weren't hey right what (laughs) do we think they were in ridley's employ i mean they certainly seemed to want to protect whatever earth it was he was doing on that piano either Ridley's employ or somebody else's employ employed to protect him. Yes. Make him make him finish what he's writing, possibly. Makes one wonder what sort of fellow this Chillingworth is. Hmm. Somehow, I don't really want to know now. Well, it was Chillingworth that uh, introduced Ridley to Gladstone. This whole thing is quite troubling. He didn't seem right. I mean, his reaction was extraordinary. 
He was saying it was his music as well. They all seem to be writing different parts. Or perhaps he's just very possessive. Well, I I can't see any other approach, in honesty. And whilst Gabriella's suggestion does sound very exciting, um, I'm not really sure it's going to be possible. Certainly not if the place is also guarded. My suggestion was before these burly men turned up. You can see me flutter my eyelashes at one of them, but those two are bad business. Yes, most unusual. Best to go straight to the source, I fancy. Find out why this Chillingworth has got thugs protecting his artists. I think so. You say you are awaiting information from a gallery. Was it a gallery owner or someone that works in a gallery nearby? I suggest we return. Yes, she was going to give us the address of the artist's mind, that uh, bohemian collective. So do you go back to find the address? I mean, I think that's it, right? What what other real leads do we have other than wandering Whitechapel and trying to find the correct brothel? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely got to be the next step, doesn't it? Yep, I'm on board. Yep, yep, yep. I think you've been given a specific brothel. So we just need a uh, directory of brothels. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) All in the B section. You walk 15 minutes back and uh, the lady has the address for you. Here you go. She gives you a, a little envelope that has the address 20 Great Chapel Street. Are you going straight there? I mean, I think so. No sense in dallying. Yep, head right there, I reckon. As, as you said, go to the source. This whole thing is getting stranger and stranger. Extremely. Never seen a man so devoted to his craft. Amazing, really. Oh, I have, but not... not piano playing. Ominous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Ripper? Um. He crocheted like a demon. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, you, when you're a medium, you come across all sorts of minds within bodies. Mm, that's true, actually. Uh, 20 Great Chapel Street is two blocks west of Soho Square. Um, the studio appears to be a large three-story terraced house. There seem to be just people casually walking in and out the door uh, periodically, even though it's lunchtime. Lunchtime? A bit later, depending. They had early lunches back then. Hmm. What sort of people does it does it look like? Are they kind of quite obviously bohemian arty types? Or yeah. does it look like... Okay, so we're going to stick out apart from Gabriella. Well, don't forget Ephraim's in uh, some old butler's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. uh. Well, unless he's changed today. Cause yeah, that was day. last night. Um, oh, I see. That was um, so last night. He's yes, wearing exactly. something completely <laughs> different. No, I'm dressed in, um, you know, some sort of posh suit today. So, I mean, I can pose as a buyer, easy as pie. I probably do buy art. Yeah, that that's what we were doing with the shop. Gabriella looks him up and down and, and remarks, oh, you could, uh, you could pose as a different thing entirely, maybe as a model. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what to say to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Ephraim would have a lot of respect for the job of artist model, I'm afraid. So um, I think he just snorts derisively. 
I, you don't have to be genuine. I was just suggesting as a way in. <laughs> in my experience, people like to see you reach for your wallet more than anything else. If I start taking my clothes off, I'm about to get the wrong idea. But these people like their avant-garde, they like striking things. Well, I'll have to leave that side of things to you then, my dear. <laughs> very well, very well. And, um, yeah, I think Gabriella will head on in. You're heading in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the inside is crawling with people, maybe a dozen or so. You see a disheveled man playing piano. Uh, I have waltz echoes throughout the house, while a classically trained woman dances. Uh, three artists paint a nude male model, and groups of half-dressed men and women lounge on soft furnishings and smoke opium. I mean, you mean half-dressed enough that Francis has immediately turned beetroot red, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a nude male model as well. Okay. Oh, bless him. The only noises coming out of Francis are basically... <laughs> the nightmare of his life times a thousand. Well, Ephraim, it seems you would have blended in very well. <laughs> but I suppose, uh, judging from Francis's uh, blubbering, he won't be doing the talking. Buck up, man. Show a little culture. I am. <laughs> oh dear, oh. Francis! No, it's just not a man of the world, are you? There, there are, there are, there's a nude man in here, and the, I think those people are. Well, that's not appropriate dress for the for a public place. I believe the term is déshabillé when it's artists. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> what well, does anyone look like? They're um, like manifestly in charge, or is it just? Uh... People. No, just chaos. They don't believe in organization, man. We got no leaders here, man. <laughs> no, it's collective, man. <laughs> I tap one of the painters on the shoulder um, and say, uh, yeah, sorry to bother you at work. We're looking for one Chillingworth. Oh, yes, Chillingworth. That's right. Uh, I believe he's probably in his office, but look at you. Don't do this. <laughs> Such a fine gentleman. Oh, good God. Would you be interested in perhaps posing for me? I look at his painting. I am inspired. Is his painting any good? Why not? Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> You're not going to roll or anything? It's just great. <laughs> it's amazing. You really want to have your portrait done by this guy. However, it is <laughs> nude. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You could be my muse. Okay, I um, <laughs> I look at him for a second, and then uh, Ephraim squints at the canvas. Um, Do you like it? <laughs> ha! Nice try. Thought for a moment I just need to commission a family portrait, but I'm going to find an artist who can draw clothes. Thank you very much. Now, where's that office? <laughs> <laughs> he shrugs and points upstairs at you. It's a very nice painting. Oh, thank you. Would you, by any chance, be interested in posing? We've been drawing. 
<laughs> don't encourage them, Francis. We'll be here all day. <laughs> Why don't you two go to Mr. Chillingworth's office? Would you like some opium? You seem oh. like you need a uh, you need a calm down. Um, I, I I I like the office idea. <laughs> I I gently place a hand on the artist's shoulder and say, I I am sorry for the two of them. They are a little grumpy. Oh, uh, they're adorable. Don't worry about it. I suppose in a way they are. Yes. Um, I'm a little curious. I I heard that. Um, as well as paintings, this collective does uh, sculpting as well. Some people do sculpting. I do painting personally. I, I have been known to sculpt, but it's uh, in the nude form and the colors where my talent lies. Yes, I, I can. I can see. I heard that um, some pieces, uh, such as these uh, sculpts, they can be a little uh, different. Not um, not pure and of the moment like your paintings, but of something fantasy-based. Hmm. Yes, we all have a lot of imagination in this place, uh, but I'm afraid uh, I do have to get back to my painting. Uh, if you're looking for sculptures, uh, I'm sure someone here would be able to oblige, but enjoy yourself, you know, don't be too rigid in what you're looking for. Let the art find you. I can I can tell that you're quite nervous. Would you like some opium? Nervous? Me? <laughs> I have many layers, but nervous is not one of them, sir. Very well. I will be just fine, thank you. And he turns and goes back. Yeah, I give him another little stroke on the shoulder, just to kind of exchange. Um, but I turn to Alice and and say, well, I suppose we could try and find some similar props as the one that uh, Miss Cornwall showed us. Yes, that green jade statue of the woman with the... Uh... Appendages. Hmm. Yes. I was wondering if we'd see anything which resembles it. Well, there are three stories. Perhaps the um, strange green objects are on the floor above. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, in the strange green object room. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nude department, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going through my strange green object period. <laughs> <laughs> well then, shall we perhaps take a look around? I think we shall before poor dear Francis has a coronary. <laughs> Indeed. Are you going upstairs towards the office? Uh, I suppose it depends which floor the office is on, but I'm I'm personally keener to explore any sort of other, uh, you know, art rooms rather than check out the office for now. You find more or less as much as you've already seen replicated in various areas, although uh, if you search too thoroughly, you might find uh, something you're not as happy to bump into. Of the naked type. I mean, Gabrielle is not an artist, but she has seen some... I'm talking about people having sex. Oh, right, well... <laughs> if you she... search too thoroughly within <laughs> rooms and cupboards. <laughs> Gotta be careful with that kind of thing. She slickly closes the door and leaves them alone. I suppose this is that newfangled free love thing. Uh, Gabrielle and Alice are exploring around and you're specifically trying to figure out which door is the office upstairs? So you're both kind of looking around. Um, and then 
you find the door to Chillingworth's office, you can tell because inside you see a man working at a desk. However, as soon as he sees you, he says, Hello, welcome. Do you say anything as you enter in, Ephraim and Francis? Yes, uh, welcome, uh, Mr. Chillingworth, I I presume? The man is a handsome white man with wavy light brown hair and sparkling eyes. He's dressed in expensive clothing, though they are wrinkled and partly undone. Gabriel and Alice, you hear them speak and enter the office. Uh, So you're welcome to join at any point. And um, he says, yes, please have a seat. Help yourselves. He points to a few chairs and some large cushions on the floor. I'm happy enough to stand if the ladies would like the chairs. The ladies aren't there yet, are they? No, we're still looking around technically. Oh, I thought they were coming in just behind us. Okay, Okay, yeah. In that case, I probably will take a chair and I'll offer it to a lady when they arrive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's such a gent. Oh, and there's more to the company. How wonderful. Drinks. Would you like a drink? We have a beautiful selection of wine, whiskey, or anything else your heart might desire. Opium, mayhaps? Any fruit juice? (laughs) Any fruit juice? Of course he's a teetotaler, isn't he? He certainly is. Well... Wine is uh, grapes, of course. So, yes, wine for the gentleman. None for me, thanks. I'm careful about my health. Just water if you have it. I see you like a clean head. I respect that. Perhaps the company isn't quite right. He studies you for a moment. Then he says, William, come on in, son. And a beautiful man appears followed by a couple more. They're wearing few or no clothes and they seem intoxicated or at least a little bit buzzed. Uh, He says, love in this household is free and without restraint. And he looks at you, Ephraim, the one who said no to drink. I say, we we did come to the artist collective. Why did we get confused and go to the brothel? (laughs) Ha ha, not your cup of tea, are they? Perhaps a bit too early in the day for you yet? It, it, it's, it's not what you think. He is simply, um, uh, he simply has a terrible headache from the night before. He uh, had a little too much. Uh, how about you? I know. Why don't you join me for a dance? A waltz? The music from the piano is loud here as well, as he, as he sweeps in your direction, bowing down in request for your hand, Gabriella. Oh, you do like strong movements. Perhaps I will join you for a dance. And her <laughs> her ploy is to kind of get close enough to smell get him. a sense of what he's like. Not well, maybe smell <laughs> he him. He smells of a lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and naked people. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of get a, a sense of like, you know, how, how he holds her. Is it kind of firm? Is it is it gentle? Is it, you know, kind of his personality a little bit through this medium of dance with a medium. Uh, he's a very self-assured man and he's quite relaxed and flowing in his movement. He's not very f- firm, but he still holds himself with confidence. Ah, I can feel the spirits dancing with us. 
This is most mm-hmm. exciting. Yes, yes, enjoy yourselves, everyone, dance! Oh, come on, the rest of you. <laughs> I, um, uh, it, it, it seems I, I, um, I, 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 um, I struggle to see how this will help us uh, ascertain anything. Look here, sir, you've not asked us our business. We didn't come here to dance. Oh, it doesn't matter why you come here. Dancing is life. Enjoy it. What else is there to do, really? Well, some of us find other entertainments, I suppose. Aren't you a playwright, sir? That's what we were told. Are you here to ask questions? He says as he ends the dancing and gives you a little eye roll. We may have one or two you could perhaps help us with. Ah, if that will help you have fun, I suppose. Yes, I am happy to answer your questions. I, I also love getting to know people as well. So let's play a game. I answer one question, and you answer one of mine. Hmm. I mean, that seems fair on the face of it. What sort of questions are we talking about here? What questions are you going to ask me? I could ask you the same. Touché. <laughs> we are uh, friends of the Gladstones, and we come seeking information about poor Charles. Yes, Gladstone was working with me on a musical score for my new play, Loki's Gift. He was a delightful fellow and possessed a a rare talent. You know what has happened to him then? Indeed. His family believe that there may have been some uh, other factor at play. No, 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 no. No? It's my turn now. Oh, I... You ask your question, I ask mine. Um, Yes, Francis, play properly. Sorry. So, Francis, wonderful name. So, who is Francis? Who are you? Tell me about yourself. Oh, uh, it's it's not terribly interesting, really. I'm I'm just me. (laughs) Oh, so modest. Yes. Is that your answer? Oh. Is that the kind of answer you'd like from me? Okay. Well, well okay. Uh, I mean, well, no. I, I, we're going to need more. Oh, well, this is dreadfully confusing. Um, okay, let's 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 start with an easier question, Paul Little Francis. Although I do recommend some opium for your jitters. <laughs> Where do you live? Well, I, uh, I, I, I'm checking my character sheet right now. <laughs> 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 I don't actually know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got no idea. I've had too much opium. I've got no idea where I am. All the smoke's gone to me. <laughs> I, well, I, 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 it's floating through the air. I, I, I live here in London. I, uh, I, I work at the University of London. Ah, okay. Very good. So, what was it you wanted to ask? Was it about Charles's death? Yes. We're looking for information about anybody he may have been spending his time with before his death, uh, other than your good self, and whether there was anything to suggest there was something wrong. He was uh, working on his music, I imagine. And of course, wrong, no wrong. Everyone must die eventually. A death is a part of life. I'm just glad I had the time I did with him. 
uh, a tragic loss, but, well, life is both tragedy and comedy sometimes. It is sad that we never found the right music with Charles, but I, I haven't given up, and I believe Charles would be appreciative of that. Is that why Mr. Ridley is still writing music for you? Indeed, he's working hard to finish that score. I'm sure he is. He is working extremely hard, to the point that he refused to see us. Well, uh, he has a deadline. He has to be finished very soon. Even if he isn't, the show must go on. No more delays. The show must go on. Now, you, he points to you, Alice. And she looks at him over her glasses as if to say, don't even try it. But I suppose the rules of engagement have been set and she will listen to his question. What are your interests? What do you enjoy doing? What do I enjoy doing? Well, I, 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 I don't really have much time for leisure, I will be honest with you. Life is short. What's the point of not having fun? Some of us find satisfaction in work rather than play, sir. Well, as long as you're satisfied. And her mouth tightens just a little. Miss Thorne is a, a very hard-working woman and one of the most charitable people in London, I'll, I'll, I'll have you know, sir. Well, that's wonderful. I hope uh, your charity makes a difference in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> uh. I do what I can do rather than lazing around with opium and a half-naked young gentleman. Oh, I bring people pleasure. That is my business, and let me tell you, it is worthwhile. My love, if you don't have fun, your life will pass by you like a blink, and you'll wonder why you did it all. So you do not believe in the afterlife, Mr. Chillingworth? You do not believe in life beyond? Well, I wouldn't say so. It's about what we do, where we are, and how we preserve and enjoy what we have right now. That can certainly influence one's feelings when they are celestial. Ah, I see you believe in big things. I, I also believe in big things, but they're not of the celestial kind. I just believe in the power of the human mind. Then what do you believe to accomplish with this new play of yours? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, that is quite a few questions in a row. I believe it is my turn. Very well. You, wonderful dancer. What's your name? Gabriella. Gabriella? Yes. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your family. And you suddenly see Gabriella stop a little bit and take a deep breath. My family are no more, Mr. Chillingworth. Neither my first nor my second, as far as I am aware. A tragic accident with a house fire. Oh, another tragedy. Yes, it seems to follow us all eventually, doesn't it? I wouldn't put too much meaning on it. Tragedy is a part of uh, this absurdity we'll call life. It seems to find its way into a lot of plays, however. Tragedy. 
Oh, people love finding meaning in the meaningless. Is there anything else you wish to ask me? Fair is fair, it's your turn. Unless you're done, of course. Maybe we should uh, let one of the others have a turn. It is a game, after all. We take it in turns. Well, how about um, you, sir, the one who's been uh, eyeing up William over here? Ephraim is about 90% frown at this point, 10% moustache twitch. <laughs> His face is nothing but wrinkles and moustache. <laughs> His features have just sunk inward. Was it about my plate that you wanted to ask? Yes, I rather want to know what sort of wrong-headed ideas you fed that young lad that led him to take his own life. Ah, that's quite presumptuous. I don't assume to control people's actions. The play is my little masterpiece. (laughs) And before you also make any assumptions, please come to the dress rehearsal. We start at eight o'clock sharp in two days time at the Green Theatre in Piccadilly. So please don't be late. I'd love to see you there. And then you'll see what it's all about and maybe all your questions will be answered. Funny you should mention green. I believe there are pieces made of jade that some people here create. People work with all kinds of materials here. I'm not sure how this relates to uh, the name of a theatre. We find patterns in all sorts of things, or as you said, the meaning in the meaningless. Well, I suppose if you enjoy it, I myself call it uh, delusional. But moving on, uh, sir, what is the name of your wife? Don't make me look at my character sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good for me to know, (laughs) but I'm not going to tell him. (laughs) Um... You'll keep my good wife's name out of your mouth, sir. <laughs> He's gone well through. Out of your mouth, you mean? <laughs> Just don't insult her hair. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it is only fair you ask me a question. I ask you one. Do you not play fair? Do, do you cheat, sir? Ephraim stands up, <laughs> uh, scrapes his chair back, and, and turns to you all. I think I've had about enough of this place. Oh, well, as wonderful as it has been, I also must return to work. Thank you for your visit. But, 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 uh, I mean, was there anything, anything, I'll answer another of your damned questions. Was there anything oh. towards the end of Charles's life that might have caused this? How badly did he take it when it seemed as though he couldn't provide you with the music you wanted for this damned play? Oh, perhaps it was the opium. Perhaps he realized that his life's meaning was the music and he failed to complete it. I cannot presume to enter the man's mind, but I am sad that his life ended so suddenly. But that's that's all I can tell you, I'm afraid. You are very welcome to stay in the studio with the others for as long as you like. Enjoy its many pleasures. Uh, Ruth will see you to the door when she's able. (laughs) Would anyone else here in the studio know Mr. Gladstone, Charles? No. He was working alone. I see. Well, 
I suppose I thank you for your time. A pleasure meeting you all, and I will see you at the rehearsal. Hmm. You certainly will. Francis will look surprised at that. Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> Ephraim leaves without tipping his hat. Oh my goodness, you didn't tip your hat. <gasps> He's probably <laughs> the ultimate sanction. Would you like to spend any time in the studio or do you look around for Ruth? Oh, was Ruth not a... Uh, did he point to a Ruth or he was no, just like... No, he said she will find you and lead you. Some entity <laughs> some, known as some, Ruth. Some. <laughs> Ruth Maybe she's, she, she might be waiting outside, but depends. She's kind of keeping an eye probably to see if you want to stick around or just leave. Okay. Do we think there's anything else to be gained here? I mean, that was... No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you heard it from the keeper. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That was utterly baffling in honesty. Seems clear enough to me. They've got enough opium here to put out a herd of elephants. He just likes to play with people and control them. Yes, so the way to get to them is by playing his game. That's what I was trying to do. But even if... We weren't going to get any straight answers. He seemed, whilst apparently sad at the passing of Charles, to be not entirely surprised that it had happened. No, indeed. Referred to it as though it wasn't untimely, and the man was... The man was young, far too young to be dead. Very suspicious to my mind. I think as soon as Charles could no longer serve his purpose, I'm wondering whether he's paying those two heavies we just met earlier, Cecil and his friend. Perhaps if he didn't deliver to the deadline, over the balcony he goes. Well, possibly. And that perhaps is why this morning's gentleman was so very intent on completing his work. Perhaps he knew he would be next. Or perhaps they're just forcing his hand in writing this music in the first place. If, if Charles was held to a similar schedule and standard, perhaps he also started to hmm. find things too much. Well, I'm all for a strong work ethic, as you know, but there are limits. Yes. Creativity can come at all sorts of occasions as well, and sometimes it can be dry. It can be quite difficult. Yes, that is very good deduction, Alice. You see a young woman, basically a teenager, walk up to you. She's a young and petite white woman with long dark brown hair and bright blue eyes. She's wearing a loose-fitting dress, and she comes up to you and says, Hello, I'm, I'm Ruth Jones. Um, Chillingworth told me to uh, escort you out. Her fingers are twirling at her hair. Are you quite well, my dear? Uh, yes, why, why do you ask? You do seem a little tense, if you don't mind me saying. Um, did... Did, did he tell you to ask me that? No, I'm fine. Oh. Can we roll psychology to try and yeah. uh, figure out her vibe? Mm. Oh, no. oh, no. 74. That's a pass from me. That's an 02. Oh! And I've got a 50 as well, so that's beautiful. probably always going to be an extreme, but yes, that's an extreme. Ooh, I got a 22, so that's a hard... So we've got two decent successes there. With a regular pass, she seems a bit 
maybe frightened. Uh, with a harder success, you can tell that she has a complex relationship with Chillingworth. She both seems to like be scared of him and also really care what he thinks. Like she blushes at mentioning his name, but also she seems really tense about it. Is it a love-hate relationship of some sort? Is there something else going on? You can't tell from... That's all you can get from like the amount of information you've gathered from her. Um, her manner, it reminds me of some of the, um, of some of the women that you've been helping. Yes, unfortunately, it is not uncommon. Did you, uh, did you work for him, my dear? Uh, yeah, um, yes, I, I work for him. Or is your relationship more personal? Forgive me for being indelicate, but um, he's clearly a libertine. Um, everyone, everyone here is. Have you, have you not seen this place? <laughs> this is true. Oops. Well, as long as you, uh, as long as you're happy where you are, but uh, just, just know you, you do not have to stay here if you don't want to. Would you like to roll a persuade roll, perhaps? Mm, give it a go, although I have only a little bit over base. Would you like to roll something else? <laughs> hmm. Um, I think, I actually think persuade is probably the most apt for the situation, unless anybody else has got any ideas. No, not really. I don't think we're going to persuade her out of his employ, but uh, no, <laughs> worth a no, go. No, not. The only thing I can think of is maybe that um, Gabriella would reach into her pocket and, and fish out um, like a, a charm bracelet, almost to give to her, you know, going for the more charm approach rather than persuading. <laughs> Literally charm bracelet. <laughs> mm -hmm. I charm you with this bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hypnotic bracelet. You start swinging it back and forth in front of her eyes classic i think she would i think she would kneel down to her height if if needs be and um i mean she's 19 she's oh, okay so short. she's right <laughs> and um yeah she'll just reiterate what alice said and, and and said if you if you ever need somewhere to go then go to the place with this symbol on the door and she points to one of the symbols on the charm bracelet. Hello, are we inducting her into our own cult? What's going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> Does she take it? Uh, she says, oh, um, would you like to roll for this? Yeah. You can have a bonus die for the gift. Lovely. Um, so what, charm or persuade? I guess you're trying for a charm, right? I got 93 on both times. <laughs> oh no. Ow. She says, um, Thank you. That's uh, that's pretty, <laughs> and and she she takes it. I, I I don't think I can accept it though. I I don't know if. Uh, Are you worried he might find it? I'm afraid he made you give it to me uh, as a test. I I'm sorry. I, uh, you just came out of his office and you're trying to. I I don't I don't know. Fine, fine, fine. I, I can assure you, uh, madam, that we are no friends of this Chillingworth, and it seems to me that you're... Well, it doesn't seem as though he's uh, 
treating you dreadfully well, if you are in his employ. I, um... Does she look healthy? She looks thin and small, but, like, not malnourished. Okay. I don't look at her and think, like, hardcore addict or, like, malnourished or, like, slapped about or anything like that. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to ask, are there kind of maybe marks on her arms where needles might have gone in, that kind of thing? Although that wouldn't be surprising, I guess, given where we are. Yeah, I mean, nothing that tells you that she's uh, in a massive physical health crisis. Okay. She says, um, okay, uh, well, I've been Chillingworth's muse and one of his lovers this past year. At, at first, it was wonderful, but now he's changed, become different. Ever since he got that statue of the octopus god, a visible shiver passes across her body and face as he speaks those last few words. The octopus god? Where did this come from? Did he buy it? I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. There's, there's something to it. Uh, there's something, I think, that whatever happened to him, he is putting that energy into Loki's gift. I'm afraid it will have a terrible effect on people. I'm, I'm not sure how. There's a madness, there's an energy to it. That, that seems to be getting all of the artist's mind into a strange excitement. I can't explain it more clearly, but I'm scared. Place wasn't always like this, you mean? Not not quite. How long did he have the statue for? Not not too long. Hmm. Keeps it here, does he? I don't know where he keeps it. It looks very old though when I saw it. What does it look like? Is it green by any chance? Yes. Yes, it's green. Hmm. Um I, uh, look, I don't think you should stay here longer if you, if you truly, if you, she kind of skips fiddling with her hair. If, if you truly don't work for him, I don't know who else to trust. Everyone here reports straight to him, but I need your help. There's, there's no one on here I can really count on. Why don't you escort us? Are you coming to the dress rehearsal? He has invited us. You can see it then. You can see the the strange energy for yourselves. Uh, I think I think he's planning something big once the dress rehearsal is over. He says he's planning on an after show party here at the studio. I need you to come. Please, please say you'll come. I'm scared for everyone. I'm scared for myself, but mostly for for uh, what else might happen. But but you don't need to stay. Uh- I do. Otherwise, he'll suspect something. But if you you can escort us out of this building and just not look back, we'll we'll find somewhere for you. We'll just the best way you can help me is promise you will come back for the rehearsal. Promise me. I can't stop him by myself, but maybe maybe there's some more people on my side. I I couldn't, in good conscience, just run away. Think of all the people that could get hurt. Can you promise something to us in return? That when we come back, you will leave with us. And I will take you to 
an address in the East End. It's a centre where I work. And I will find you a decent job and a decent place to live with decent people. Yes, yes, after, after, uh, after we stop him from whatever he wants to do, then I promise, yes. Very well. And uh, she had escorts you out of the building and uh, you leave with lots of new thoughts to consider and new information. And this is where we're going to end tonight's episode. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Jason, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Brayden. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. What's that? We have a new patron on board. That's right. Thank you so much for your support, Garrett Allen. May the omens be ever in your favor. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaright.com forward slash reviews. Thank you.